You are listening to episode 52 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we continue this conversation around summer and why it's never the wrong time to lose weight. I'm master life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. Okay, so I have some super exciting news to start off with. It has now been a full year of the podcast. The Body You Crave turns one years old, and I am so excited. And it was so funny because I knew that the anniversary was coming up, my podversary. It was coming up at the end of June, but I couldn't remember the exact date. <laughs> so thankfully, Facebook decided to remind me of the exact date as to when it happened. And it was just a couple days ago. So much fun. So thank you for being here and for being around. It makes me so happy to hear the success stories and to hear of people who are changing their lives and changing the way that they think about themselves and about their bodies and about food. Thank you. I see you. I appreciate you. And you've got this. All right. So today we are diving back into the summer reboot part two, why it's never too late for weight loss. Summers can be fun and busy, but that doesn't mean that your weight loss goals have to fall by the wayside. We're getting down and dirty this week to make sure that you put your time and effort into the right things that will actually lead to lasting weight loss without sacrificing your favorite foods, holidays, family traditions, that beach vacation, or spending hours in the gym every day. How many of you have heard the phrase, summer bodies are built in the winter? Yeah, this is a big meme that I saw on Pinterest and Instagram a few years ago. But this whole concept could have been very motivating and encouraging for you when it's the dead of winter. It's February. There's three feet of snow on the ground. And you're really trying to motivate yourself (laughs) to make good choices, to go to the gym, to move your body, to be thinking about like summer bodies are built in the winter. There's a time and a place where that could feel very encouraging. However, now that we're basically into the month of July, you might be thinking things like, I missed my chance, or it's too late, which often leads to, I'll start later. I'll start in the fall. Who am I kidding? With the holidays coming up now, I'll just start next year. Okay, and so let's just take a moment to put that into a think-feel-act cycle to really look at how do our thoughts impact our feelings, and then how do those then impact our actions that we're taking? How does the thought, I missed my chance, make you feel? And I'm looking for a one-word emotion here. What one word do you think best describes it? For me, what came up was discouraged, defeated. Maybe you feel apathetic or reluctant of why bother? Who cares? If I missed my chance or it's too late for me, it's too late for me to lose weight this summer, of course I'm going to be feeling like crap. And of course, then I'm not going to be taking positive action. If you're feeling discouraged or reluctant, what kind of action are you going to take from those emotions? Because you will never take a positive action from a negative emotion without a lot of self-coaching and awareness. For most of us, a negative emotion is going to create and lead to negative actions. If you keep telling yourself, I missed my chance, you are now going to miss your chance. That is the result that you are creating. You will miss your chance to lose weight this summer. Your thought is always proven true by your result line. If you had the thought of, I missed my chance, so you feel discouraged and reluctant, 
So then you don't take action. You don't do the things that you could be doing. You say, screw it. I'll start over next year. And you miss out on your chance for weight loss this summer. That's how that works. Okay. And so we just want to be so aware and conscious of what we're telling ourselves. We want to look at what am I really thinking and feeling and what kind of results is that creating in my life? And once we are aware of it and we acknowledge it, we don't just have to railroad over and pretend like it's not there. We want to now address it. We want to now start to change our thoughts and come up with better thoughts. This is a big area that I work with clients is really helping them to think on purpose, to choose new thoughts that feel true and relevant to what they are going through. So what this typically comes down to and what I often see around the summer, around holidays, around these kind of bigger time frames is that often we're looking for the right time to lose weight. And I put right time in quotes. I've got my little air quotes out here. The right time. It may not have to be the perfect time for those of us recovering perfectionists where we're like, well, I'm just going to lower the bar a little bit. It doesn't have to be 100%. We're going to lower it to 98, maybe 97 if we're feeling a little feisty. We lower it just a little bit, but we're still very much a perfectionist. We haven't really lowered the bar. Okay. And because we're still that perfectionist at heart, we're still looking at it's not good enough. I can still find a good time or I can still find a better time. doesn't have to be perfect. No, no, but it can be better. It keeps us searching for this perfect time, which leads back to the whole perfectionist fantasy of when I have the right time, then I can show up and execute on this perfectly. Then I'm going to hit my goals. Then I don't have to feel discouraged or feel like I failed or I wasn't trying hard enough. I, I now find this perfect time to do it. Even if in your mind, it's not quite perfect. If you've lowered the bar, you haven't lowered it enough. You haven't lowered it to real life expectations times of the year, vacations, kids in school or home on break, they're all just circumstances in your life. And as I teach here, circumstances never create your results. It's our thoughts. I just explained how your thought is creating the result of missing out on losing weight in the summer. It's not the circumstance. It's your thought about it. Okay, so circumstances never create your results, which means that they never keep you from creating results. What? Yes, I'm picturing the brain exploding emoji right now. This is the good news. Because they never create your results, it means that they never can stop you. They never prevent you. They never keep you or hold you back from creating results. Those holidays, the barbecues, kids out of school, vacations, the beach, whatever it is, it is never going to keep you from creating the results that you want. It's always going to be your thoughts. This is the weight loss gospel. That this is the problem that many of us run into when it comes to losing weight or keeping the weight off is that we think that the problem is something outside of us. And so we keep telling ourselves things like, well, I'll lose weight after the kids start summer camp. I'll lose weight once I go back to work or once the kids go back to school. I'll lose weight after this big trip or once the holidays are over or once we get all the junk out of the house. And this often leads to one of two things, saying, screw it, I'll start later. And eating your way through the summer, eating your way through the holidays, looking for that or perfect or better time. And you're just like, meh, screw it. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start in a couple months. I'll start when all these things have settled down. Or you end up obsessing about food, what you can and can't eat, counting calories, points, or macros, spending hours in the gym every day, obsessing about how uncomfortable you feel in your bathing suit, trying to hide underneath your towel or just staying in a t-shirt and shorts, but beating yourself up inside. All the while, missing out on summer because you're focusing on the wrong things. Because so often we have it as this black or white thinking of it's either focus on the weight loss to the point that you can't live your life or 
swear off weight loss and try again in the fall, maybe in the new year. I have to find that better time. You can allow circumstances to be the obstacles that prevent you from losing weight and achieving your goals, or you can figure out how to lose weight regardless of anything going on around you. This is how you lose weight the way that you will live it. It means learning how to lose weight when there are parties, anniversaries, weddings, travel, vacations, changes in your job, kid activities, illness. This right here, right now, this is life. This is normal. You're going to have a little bit of crazy in one area or another all the time. There's always going to be an aspect of work that's going to be crazy. There's always going to be an aspect of your kids that is going to be crazy. There will always be a little bit of craziness in there. There's always going to be something that goes wrong in a plan. Right? Like things are never going to go over 100% smoothly. That is what we should be expecting. This is normal. This is life. Okay? This is how we need to learn how to lose the weight. Because if you need life to calm down or to be perfect in order to lose weight, you'll either never get started because you're waiting for the right time. You're waiting for things to calm down or to get better. And then two is you're going to lose weight just to regain. And you'll regain it so fast because life doesn't stay perfect. This is one of the biggest reasons I see women regaining their weight is one little change will throw off the routine. Any little blip in the schedule throws you off the rails. Whether it's work getting crazy, kids getting sick, after school sports taking over. And so they can't get back onto it. Like their plan, one, wasn't sustainable. Two, typically isn't flexible. And so they can't get back on track as quickly as they hoped. But because they're always waiting for life to be perfect, it's like when you find this, quote, moment of perfection, you can lose the weight, but then life gets crazy again. Some, there's another curveball that comes your way. So then you regain the weight only to feel like shit about yourself then. And this is the problem. It's not about the weight. It's not about your body, your size, your shape, the number on the scale. That all has fork all to do with this. What matters is your thoughts about yourself. What matters is what are you telling yourself when you wake up in the morning, when you look in the mirror, when you put on your pants. This is what we need to be talking about. This is the critical piece. How are you talking to yourself? Are you beating yourself up? Are you being a total douchebag to yourself? Or are you being loving and supportive and compassionate? Are you being determined and motivating and encouraging? Last week, I went to an event and super fun. I met some wonderful women and I was talking with one of them and she was telling me about how she spends two and a half hours in the gym every single morning. And I was like, what? Maybe it's Monday through Friday. But it was like every weekday morning, she's in the gym for two and a half hours. And most days are cardio, weights, cardio. It's very intense. And she's like, but I lost 15 pounds in the last two weeks. And I'm thinking, are you going to be able to keep it off? I, I don't know how sustainable that sounds. So I asked her just because it's me. I was like, oh, so do you plan on exercising two and a half hours a day forever? And I'm trying not to be a total bitch about this, but I remember those days. Those days sucked. It was punished. Like, it was not coming from a healthy place. Anyways, she went on to tell me that, no, this is not going to last forever. She's going to lose her weight and then she's going to eat her face off through the fall and into the holidays and she'll start again next winter. And she's like, I'm just going to lose and regain the same 50 pounds over and over every single year. And she was very serious when she was telling me this of like, just matter of factly, nope, this is how I do it. I don't remember exactly what I said. I think it was something along the lines of, okay, if you ever want to change that, let me know. Happy to help. <laughs> something to that effect. And I'm not trying to make you wrong. If you are the type of person where you feel really good about gaining and losing the same 40, 50, 60 pounds every single year, 
by all means, go on with your bad self. If that works for you, if that truly lights you up and fuels you and you love doing that, by all means, go for it. But if you're listening to this podcast, I don't think you are one of those people. I just have a hunch that maybe that's not working for you. Maybe that's how you've done it in the past, and maybe you're ready for something different. And so I want to offer a different way. If you have experienced that in the past and you are ready to try something new, I want to let you in on a little (laughs) not-so-secret, okay? Because this is the key area that I work with women is around how they think about themselves, how they talk to themselves, and how to lose the weight so that they can keep it off forever, so that they never have to worry or fear about losing it again in the future. It's just another approach. It's a different perspective. And I'm not trying to say that this woman was bad or wrong or her approach sucks. For me and my lifestyle, that sounds terrible. I would not want to do that. However, there are some people out there who might love that approach. And if that is you, you have my blessing to go and continue doing that. But I just want to show you that you don't have to give up and say no and say screw it to things. You don't have to spend hours in the day or hours every morning exercising, trying to lose weight as fast as humanly possible, only to not be able to keep it off. Because I guarantee if it wasn't summer, a vacation, or the kids out of school right now, you'd have another excuse. It's spring break. It's your birthday, your anniversary, back to school, Halloween, the holidays. Before you know it, we're back to the new year. We have to stop thinking that life just needs to calm down or life has to be perfect in order to lose weight. I know weight loss for many of you feels very complicated. You probably have a lot of evidence as to how it's hard. It's drudgery. It feels terrible. It sucks. But it's actually very simple when you know what to focus on. One of the big problems is that we typically are inundated with misinformation. We don't know what to focus on. We don't know if it's good enough. And so that's why I wanted to spend this episode really breaking down exactly what's required and what's not so that you can hit your weight loss goals, all the while enjoying the summer of your dreams. The starting line when it comes to weight loss is going to be sleep and water. I know. I know. They're not sexy. It is not super sexy to be telling people they just need to sleep more and they need to drink more water because everybody else is like, I already know this. Come on, tell me something I don't know. So many of us are out there searching for and focused on some kind of secret or magic, but that often leads us to then focusing on the wrong things and we don't take the time to prioritize things as simple as sleep and water. So when you get six hours or less of sleep in just one night, you are 30% more hungry and 20% less satisfied when it comes to food the next day. You're going to feel less energized. You're going to have decreased cognitive functioning, which means your thinking brain is already going to be tapped, which means less willpower and more habit brain. You're going to be thinking more out of habit, how you've always done things in the past, on top of being more hungry and less satisfied with the same amount of food. Sleep is so important in helping your body to recover and to repair and revitalize. It helps reset hormones. We reset a lot of things overnight. It's so, so good for us. But I can't make you sleep. I can't make you prioritize this. And because it's talked about all over the place, we think there has to be something else. Like it has to be harder. I think that because in the past it's been hard, we often think, no, it has to be harder than that. I think sometimes we want it to be harder because then otherwise, why have we not lost weight yet? If it really was that easy, if you really didn't need willpower, then why haven't I lost the weight? Why does this feel so hard for me? And sometimes it can turn inward where it creates more shame and self-deprecation. 
So we just want to be aware of that. Number one, I do want to address that and bring that up because that's not what I'm doing here. I do want us to be very focused, though, on really tracking quality sleep. Are you getting seven to nine hours each night? Are you drinking at least 65 ounces of water each day? With the goal being half your body weight in ounces. These are two basic things that your body needs in order to survive. And it's never going to divert energy into weight loss if it's trying to just meet those basic needs. If it's just trying to meet the, the sleep or the water need. I think it was something like most people's bodies can survive 30 days without food, but we cannot survive more than three days without water. Water will energize you. It helps you to feel more satisfied, more satiated. It helps us to really tune into our bodies and figure out, oh, is this real hunger? Is this faux hunger? What is it that I'm really feeling here? And it helps keep your body functioning properly so that it can now divert energy elsewhere. So this summer, it does not matter where you are or what you're doing or what else is going on. You can still prioritize sleep. You can still prioritize water. It doesn't matter if you're on a road trip, if you're on a plane, if you're on a cruise, you can do these things. I know you can. The only thing stopping you are going to be your excuses and justifications. Things like, well, that's not good enough. Just drinking more water couldn't possibly help me lose weight. This is what we need to start to combat. Our thoughts like, well, this isn't good enough. It should be harder. I should be doing more. I want to lose faster. And really starting to look and understand why we want to lose faster. Often it's because we need the weight loss in order to feel better about ourselves versus deciding I can feel good about myself now and all the way down the scale. Those are going to be two baseline habits. Next, we move on to hunger and satiety. So hunger, are you truly hungry when you eat? And are you stopping it satisfied? These are two aspects that I help my clients really understand and implement in their own lives to really understand what are their hunger cues? When do they know when they are truly physically hungry? How do they know when they're satisfied? It's simple, but it's not always going to feel easy in the moment. Again, because we have thoughts, we have habits, we have excuses and justifications. A little more won't hurt. Oh, just one bite. They made it for me. It's really not going to taste good if I save it for tomorrow. I should just finish it. I don't want to waste it. Versus really questioning how much food you need. And this brings up a lot of the emotional attachment that we have to food. And emotional people-pleasing we are doing with food, trying to make somebody else feel good or make somebody else not feel awkward. You might have a friend who wants to eat and you're not hungry. And so she says, oh, come on, eat some, please. I don't want to eat this whole thing by myself. Or come on, have a drink. I don't want to drink alone. We do things in order to try to please other people, in order to try to control their emotions. That's all that's happening here. Yeah, people-pleasing, trying to control someone else's emotions. I'm going to do a whole episode on that because that is essentially what we are trying to do. We all do it, but now we can start to look at it from the lens that it truly is. And when people-pleasing is involved, nobody wins. It's another one of my new life mottos. You don't need some elaborate scheme. You don't need a new set of food rules or a 90-day challenge to jumpstart your weight loss. Okay, you need to focus on the basics and let it be easy. Let it be easy. This is how you'll enjoy the process. You'll take the emphasis off the scale and having to hurry up and get there and be able to keep the weight off. And because we're making the weight loss piece of it easy, we now get to focus on creating a life that you love and enjoy 
right now. We can focus on what lights you up. How can you create and add more fun, adventure, ease, and joy to your life? So maybe you wake up 30 minutes early and enjoy your favorite coffee or read or journal or pray or meditate before anybody else is awake. Maybe you enjoy that quiet time in the morning. Maybe you're going to have a designated 30-minute reading block for kids and adults. Hey, we're going to read something fun. It doesn't have to be educational or developmentally. Maybe it's a family bike ride around the neighborhood. Might be taking a vacation, going to the beach or the mountains, or visiting friends and family. You might plan a fun excursion, going to a new art exhibit, a baseball game, a concert, wine tasting, a brewery, or some other kind of local event that happens. This is how we enjoy life. We take the emphasis off of the food. We stop letting food be our primary source that we're seeking joy, fun, adventure, ease, relaxation. And we start creating that in our lives now. We change the way that we think, and then we change how we're living. We change what we're doing and what we are allowing ourselves to do. Stop letting circumstances in your life keep you from creating the results you truly desire. I'll help you create a weight loss process that works for your body and your lifestyle so that weight loss feels fun and doable and easy. This is how you lose weight and keep it off for life. If you want some extra help and support and accountability here, then I would love to help you. I give a lot of the basics away for free. I share the core premise and the core methodology. When I work with clients one-on-one or in a small group, which I will start doing this fall, that's when we can really dive into how do you implement this for you? What do your excuses look like? How is your marriage impacting you reaching for food at the end of the night? How is your job and your stress levels impacting that late afternoon snack when you're really not hungry? We can really start to dig into your own personal body and what it means. What foods are going to be better for it than others, especially based on certain health conditions? This is my zone of genius. This is where all of my spiritual gifts collide with my education and background and training and my own personal life experiences like it all combines and collides into this beautiful glorious life coaching and that's one of the things that I absolutely love and why I know that I am living in my purpose because it's all of these things combined in one I get to do and this is what I'm good at I can help you see your thoughts and excuses and justifications I can help you see things from a different perspective And I can help you to take more responsibility and ownership for it. And instead of looking at, well, I can't make it happen. It's not the right time. Look at, how can I make this happen? How can I figure this out and empower you to make the right choices? I'm not just going to follow you around and smack cookies out of your hand all summer long. That does not sound like a good time to me. Plus, you wouldn't like me by the end of the summer either. We don't need to have any shame or judgment around eating a cookie. And you also don't need somebody else out there to force you to do or not do something. What you need is to have that inside of you. And what I'll help you do is understand why you're picking up the cookie to begin with. Why do you need it? Are you really hungry? Is it planned? Is it something that you actually enjoy? We're going to dig into this whole cookie business. It's not always the cookie. Sometimes it's a wine or a donut or it might be healthy food. I'll help you understand and identify where you're overeating, even if it seems, quote, healthy, even if it's things like chicken or steak or vegetables. Because overeating is still overeating. does not matter how, quote, good the food is. So if you would like some help, then I would love to chat. You can schedule your free consult at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule and find a day and time on my calendar that works for you. There is still plenty of time to lose weight this summer. You can still easily lose 10, 15 pounds. 
And the best part is you're never going to have to lose that weight again. That's the thing here. It's about losing it in a way where it stays off once and for all. And that's what I'll help you do. And if you want to lose something more like 40, 50, 60 pounds, let's do it and set the deadline for the end of the year, for January of 2023. And let's take this off of your to-do list. Let's take this off of your annual resolutions to lose weight and to get in shape and to get healthy. And let's make this a one and done kind of thing. I hope you all have a wonderful 4th of July weekend and holiday. Have a fabulous week here and I will see you all next week. Bye. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.